You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. did I need to have this conversation with Stephanie. We decided our lives are very parallel and we are kindred spirits, yet I was blown away by her attitude about life and her tenacity to change the world. If anyone can do it, I believe in Stephanie. Take a listen. Stephanie, thank you so much for talking with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So first, tell us about yourself. Oh, well, where to start? Um, I think all of us have many hats that we wear, but one of my most favorite hats is being a mom of three littles, Eli, Lindy, and Luke. They're my everything, and they've actually directed so much of my life. Um, And that's what happens when you become a mom. uh, uh, That's what they do. But that actually has pushed me into seeing life from a different perspective and in a different way. And uh, it really spearheaded a whole new direction of what I bring to the table. So I, uh, I have 15 years of marketing and public relations experience, did that for a, a lot of my life, but it actually uh, um, propelled me to connect my calling into my business and find ways to make those intersect. So now I am a speaker and I speak about topics that are baked within a book that I published last year called Color Today Pretty, which is an inspirational guide to living a life in perspective. Uh, that all intersected with the fact that I'm a home home decor business owner and a marketing and communications consultant now for other authors to help them spread the word about their beautiful messages. I love that. So tell us more about what led you to start that business. Well, I'll be honest with you. I never expected or wanted to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. That was my husband's gig. He wanted to do that in life and I would have supported it a hundred, him a hundred percent. But for me, I actually never expected to do anything but what I had been doing. I'd been working in public relations and marketing for um, 10 years at one company and expected to retire there. But there were a few years before um, the company did a downsizing that I was impacted in that I actually felt called to do more, to be more, to give more. And at that point, I started to, to pause and step back and I realized that I was working in a career that I loved, but I was struggling in loving um, myself in the process. I was finding that I was giving so much that I wasn't fulfilling myself anymore. I wasn't giving back to me. Um, And it was through that experience that I paused and I made a shift in perspective. And when I did that shift, which actually came from a dream, uh, it just proves that sometimes the most beautiful messages in life don't always come written on a piece of paper or spoken through a mentor. But sometimes for me, it happens. It usually happens in one of three places. Uh, In a dream, which is what actually spearheaded my whole business and my life shift. But also, I I love to take baths. And I love to, um, when I'm driving, to zone out. And those are the places where business elements of my life take the most shifts. So at at 
sold out. In so many ways, I had had this dream that pushed me to see life completely different. Before I was impacted by corporate layoff, that's when I started to write, when I started to blog, when I started to shift how I saw my life and do consulting work. And it and it just was a beautiful, a beautiful progression of realizing that sometimes when you're called to do something, um, the path that you're on is shaping you for that. So it was actually when I was impacted by the corporate layoff that I thought, oh my gosh, it's time. It's time to run. It's time to no longer be held back by fears of the what if and where could I go? And it's time to go 100% on faith and know that there's something beautiful ahead. And that's what caused me to kickstart my business and to really let Color Today Pretty bloom into more than just um, words baked within a book, but rather a message that is something many of us can be empowered by. That is so inspiring. I love that um, because it truly, you know, does show that, you know, you're right, you're heading in the right direction. And, you know, this is what Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. So talk to us, you know, when did you know you were doing what you were supposed to be doing? Well, let's be honest. Do we ever know if we know what we're supposed to be doing? I don't know if we ever know it. Um, but I have really found in my life that when I feel the peace within me, whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it's making a tough decision, um, not being the friend of my children, but the parent, let's be honest, uh, Allie, that's the, that's the reality of my life. Sometimes I can't always be the friend, but when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I feel peace within, even if it's a hard decision. Um, when I published my book, it was terrifying to be completely honest. It was terrifying. Uh, I've always been an open book, but now literally I'm an open book. You can open the book and there are things about my life that I had held so near and dear and quiet that, um, I've allowed myself to be vulnerable in this process because through vulnerability, that's the only way that I was able to refine and finesse uh, how I can become stronger and better for myself and for others. And in doing that, when the book came out, I remember having this moment like, oh my gosh, you know, I have just um, birthed something pretty intense. And there were some sections in my book that I had actually never, ever shared ever. There, I mean, one in particular um, for 20 years, I'd kept silent because um, I was I was impacted by a sexual harassment experience in my teens. And when we reported it to the police, the police sided with the the male that harassed me versus me. And I actually was told if I ever spoke about it, that repercussions would come back to me, not on him. So for 20 years, I didn't speak about it. So I share all of this to say, how did I know I was doing what I was supposed to be doing? It was about a month or two after my book came out. Um, in 2018, when I received a message from from someone that I had um, known a little bit, but not at the depths of what our relationship evolved into. And it was in the middle of the night that I got this message from her, which was really interesting because I found most of my writing came in the middle of the night for me. And I remember at 3 a.m. in the morning writing one day thinking, oh my gosh, why am I, like, I am tired. I should be writing or I should be sleeping, but I knew that I had something I needed to get up, right? I needed to get out. And I remember thinking, there is somebody who will need me in the middle of the night and what I'm doing will hopefully help them. So fast forward, and it was the middle of the night that I got a message from somebody. And she shared with me that she had recently gone through something pretty horrific in her life and she was dealing with some panic attacks from it. And many times in the middle of the night when she couldn't breathe, she would find herself in the closet, kind of hurtled in a corner, 
trying to just figure out how to refocus on her life. And she felt called that day to, to send me a message because it just so happened when she was crawling into her closet that middle of the night that she happened to take her Kindle with her. And it just so happened that my book was the latest book that she had downloaded to her Kindle. And um, within 15 minutes, she shared that when she was feeling her life unravel, my book helped her put her life back together. She was able to breathe and refocus. She said, I mean, she told me that I saved her that night. And I have to tell you at that point, um, as a writer, it's so humbling because you never know who will be impacted by your message. But as somebody who never grew up wanting to write or dreamed of publishing a book or ever even expected to talk about perspective in life, to know that something I felt called to do and how I felt called to write a message that was so empowering impacted the life of one. I knew that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Wow. And really, even if it is just that one, that's enough, right? So it's so funny you say that. I have so many people come up to me and say, is your book successful? Has your book been successful? And I pause and I look at them and I said, well, it all depends on how you value and define success. Mm. I mean, sure, I've sold lots of books, right? And But from day one, when my book came out, my level of success was never meant on the number of books that I sold. Mm. Instead, it wasn't about that, to be honest. It was about the number of lives or the individual lives lives that I, that I impacted along the way. And I remember telling my husband went right before my book came out, I said, if I have 500 copies of my book in the basement and nobody ever were to purchase one, I know that I have impacted the lives of my kids and proved to them that when, when mama has a dream, mama made it happen. Mm -hmm. And if they have a dream, they can make it happen. And I knew that I would change their lives, but you're exactly right. The moment that I connected with one person I knew that's all that mattered because you see life isn't about everything else. We get hung up about in, in the numbers and the metrics. How many people do we reach? How many people like our Facebook pages and our posts and right? Like we get hung up on those metrics, but they're not real. What's real is connection. And if we have the power and the ability to connect with at least one other person, then we've been influential in life. And if you ask me, when I look at the path of perspective, the end of perspective, that which is going to give you the deepest level of fulfillment is when you have the potential to be influential, even if it's in the life of one. Mm. That's really cool. And I mean, that kind of speaks to what you talk about in the book and with your clients as far as perspective and it's having that perspective mm -hmm. that kind of changes how you think about life talk to us about perspective and and why that's important absolutely so perspective is at the heart of everything we do I mean think about it think about it um, I go to Starbucks every day Okay, that's where that's my office with air quotes. That's my office. I love the the white noise and the coffee bean smell and everything that comes with what Starbucks looks like. But if you were to put um, one of my family, my husband, I was gonna say my mom, and I'll say my husband into a Starbucks, how he will see it is completely different to him. It's noisy to him. It's filled with, you know, this, this smell that gets duck into your clothes and you bring it home with you, right? For two different people, we perceive that experience differently. The interesting thing about perspective is that when you look at your life from your experience, every experience, whether it's from a job loss or a child loss, which I've experienced personally, 
whether it is from um, having something beautiful happen to your into in your life to the most mundane annoyance. Everything is shaped by how we perceive it. So when you step back and you realize life happening to you, what I've come to find is that actually you have the capacity to let life happen for you. So interestingly enough, um, there's this wonderful positive psychology uh, professor out in the University of California who has done this study based on how do you find, what's the essence of happiness? Um, how can you be happy? And let's be honest, aren't we all on the path of trying to be happy in life? Yes. I'm sure we want to, we'd love to have a lot lot of money and we love to have a lot of things, but at the root of it, you can have all of that. And if you're unhappy, you have nothing. She's done some research with identical twins and she identified actually through her research that there's this thing that's called the happiness equation. And everybody is born with a happiness equation. And that is up to a hundred percent. What are the elements of your life that impact your happiness? So up to 50% of your happiness equation is actually based on your genetics, what you're born with, your ability to be happy or unhappy. Some of it, we are born with that. It's baked into our DNA. It's in who we are. Um, the next 10% of your happiness equation is actually based on your life circumstances, some things you can't control, your health, your environment that you live in, um, sometimes your marital status, your income, those types of things. I don't ever, I don't like to talk about the 50% that you're born with or the 10% of how life happens to you. But the rest of the 40% of what she's found in her research in your happiness equation is based on how you choose to live your life. The perspective through which you look through, the lens of life, the perspective and lens through which you see your life, you get to control this 40% of your happiness based on what you think and how, and the, and the actions that you do. So when you think your ability to control the happiness of your life and how we have a, a 40% give or take of being able to, to control this. I realized that perspective is, is everything. We all come across hurdles, whether it's personally or professionally, that have the capacity to cripple us or to propel us. But we hold the power to determine what that looks like. You know, we don't get to choose the deck of cards that life deals us, but we get to choose how we deal with the deck of cards. So I like to take that concept and I like to delve into it personally with individuals who may be up against something that feels like they're holding them back or professionally with companies and teams of individuals that we can take a look at larger systematic issues that we can break down and shift how we see things happening to realize that sometimes life, many times life isn't happening happening to you, but it actually is happening for you. I know you and I spoke about um, job loss recently. And um, the reality is, is that sometimes in our areas of comfortability, we can't see past where we're at. And sometimes it takes going through something really hard, like being pushed and propelled to get out of your comfort to realize that you could and should be doing more. Mm. That's what I, that's why I think perspective can guide anything. Wow. I love it. I mean, you're speaking my language, and it's so true. <laughs> we're kindred. We're kindred we souls, are, aren't we? we? Are. We've already discovered that. <laughs> um, yes. So, talk to us about. So, you know, you you have that that experience happen to you. You've you've mm -hmm. lost your job, and you're guided in the direction of starting a business. Um, and given that that was not something you'd always dreamed about doing, talk to us about 
those hard parts of owning your business and kind of the things that you never really expected would be something that you would have to deal with as a business owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, yes, running a business and being an entrepreneur is, oh, it is tough work. It is exhausting emotionally and physically. But I'll tell you really two things have come to my mind when I think about some of the hardest parts that I've had to learn um, in growing my own business. The first one is, is to practice what you preach. And I think especially in the the topic that I live and breathe, I find that I, I know and I believe and I understand that perspective can do anything for anybody. And it's, um, it has the power to attract beautiful things to you. But when you're running a business, sometimes you get into the weeds of the business. And there are times where I have to recheck myself at the door and say, Stephanie, come on, perspective matters. So, you know, when you, if you were to read my book, what you would realize, and this is actually um, the beautiful thing about what the essence of what Color Today Pretty is all about. Um, Color Today Pretty is this mentality that it's not like you're on a um, New Year's resolution kick of trying to lose weight or trying to eat healthy or whatever, right? And the moment you fall off the bandwagon, you know, well, I might as well stop. I'm not going to have the capacity to get back on. I do that all the time. I actually am horrible <laughs> at resolutions. But the color, the concept of color today pretty is really baked into your life is a series of moments. And that doesn't mean every moment goes great. In fact, sometimes a moment may go horribly and it might take days, weeks, months, years for it to make sense and put perspective back into your life. But you get to choose when you're going to shift how you see it. So when I find myself um, getting hung up on the things that I know aren't going to propel me um, personally within my business, if I can redirect myself and say, hey, Stephanie, you have the power to control what you can control. So you need to take reins of that and run with it. So I think one of the things is is practicing what you preach. Um, The other big thing for me, and this has been really hard. And as someone who comes from a PR background, I know and I believe in the power of strategic partnerships and messaging and um, promotion and all of the things that can really make and help your message get out there. I've had to learn that my time and the right right time aren't always congruent. Um, I remember when my, when my book came out, I was, I had all you as a PR girl from PR girl to PR girl, you'll get it. I had this massive PR plan and all these strategies of everything that I knew would just position it for success. And then I paused and realized that I'm a woman of one, right? And there's only so much that I can do. So I did what I thought made sense that day. And then I stopped and I realized that my time isn't always the right time. And then I, and and I, I, now I look back and there was an opportunity that recently happened where a magazine that had on my to-do list that I wanted to approach, I just never was able to make it happen. You know, the timing didn't feel right. And I was keynoting at an event recently and it just so happened that the magazine was the uh, magazine sponsor for that event. And I was able to be covered in that magazine in the promotion of this specific event that I was keynoting at. And I sat back again, perspective, I sat back and reflected and thought, Oh, my goodness, I wanted to get in in that magazine, you know, months and years prior, but I just didn't have the time. But the right time really wasn't then it was now because if everything happened at the time that I wanted it to, I actually probably don't have the capacity to do it all well. Instead, if I if I allow things to happen at the right time, then that means that I've evolved to a place that allows me to be able to tackle it. 
So I, what I haven't shared with you is that right before my book came out, I actually um, did a lot of praying to realize and figure out how I could afford to make my book a reality. And that point, I did something totally random. It was around Christmas. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law just bought a new home. And I thought, told my husband, I said, for Christmas, I'm going to make them a wreath. And my husband looked at me and said, do you know how to do that? And I said, nope, I have no idea. <laughs> and he said, all right. And I made this wreath. And then I did what any good person would do when they make something that they love is I posted it on social media to share it with all my friends sure. that just so happened to create a business. And in two years I've made and taught people to make over a thousand wreaths. Never, right. Never would have expected that. But I realize now that that was a part of the tapestry I was creating. Um, you see, I needed that wreath business to be able to learn little things like, how to deal with sales tax and how to take payment over my phone and, you know, figure out little intricacies of business that if I would have just jumped into my business, when my book came out, I would not have had the time to be able to refine that process. So it all couldn't happen at once. I needed things to happen at the right time so that when the essence and the elements of how I was going to grow my business would evolve, I would be ready. And what a blessing it is that it didn't happen when it, when it, Right. I wanted it to. And exactly. I, mean, I think that's so um that's so exciting to look at things that you really want to happen but they're not falling into place like you thought they would. Mm-hmm. Well, it, that just means that it's not the right time and and God's preparing you for something bigger. And um yes. I mean, there's just there's so much hope in in a no. You know, that that no is right? not permanent. So, gosh, I love Absolutely. that you have, you have tangible experience with that. Yeah, a no doesn't mean no. It means not now. Mm. So that doesn't mean that it will be no forever. I, so uh, I laugh because years ago when I was in college and I wanted to do PR, there was this internship I wanted so badly. And I applied for it. And I remember getting the phone call from the um, the staffer that oversaw the internship program. And she said, today it's a no, but I want you to apply next year. Now, what would, I mean, what would most people do if someone said no is, I mean, you stop, right? Like when, when no happens, then you stop. But this person, I, I just, I told myself, Stephanie, I can't let this define me. I'm going to define it. The next year I applied, I got the internship, that internship it, it snowballed an entire career and a relationship and friendship all the way from not just building my professional career, but my relationship with my intern, uh, my internship supervisor. I mean, it's been 20 years and we're still great friends. Um, I babysat her children. Like there's so many things about that relationship that was supposed to happen. It just wasn't supposed to happen at that, at the moment that I, I thought it was supposed to happen. Um, it was supposed to happen at the right time when I had more to bring to the table. Um, and that's, that's when you start to shift your mindset to see life happening for you, because just because it's no means that maybe this door's closed, but you know, like, you know how an old house, when you close one door, it might cause another one to like open a little bit, right? Like the suction of air. The reality is that with one door closes, it actually can propel another one to crack. And that means though, that you have to take the to open it and to walk through it. Gosh, I mean, I love how perspective does totally tie in with with your thinking and, um, you know, kind of how you've gone through life. So, gosh, I think that's so cool. 
Um, Thank you. Now, it's been it's hard to get here, my friend. This is not, um, there's nothing about um, living a life in perspective that means that you are the optimist that believe in rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say, I love rainbows and butterflies, but not for what most people do. You know, I think rainbows are beautiful, but that's mainly because I know that when I'm stuck in a rain cloud, that there's beauty that awaits for me. And, mm-hmm. and I love butterflies, but because the caterpillar had to make a conscious decision to change, it couldn't do it just randomly. It made the choice. It worked hard to go through that change. That's how I see life, right? That's how I see perspective. I know that good things can come. I've lived it. I mean, and through my miscarriage, that was one of the hardest parts of my life. But I know that that experience made me a better mom today. And I know that that experience, I will never forget, but it shaped me for where I'm supposed to be. So if you know good can come, you can believe that I might not understand the situation at this very moment. I might not understand why working with this person is so difficult at work. I don't understand why what I want happening isn't happening. But if you know that there is something that can, then you start to shift how you see that. And you can use that to push you. That's actually the essence of Color Today Pretty. Do you mind if I tell you the story of what Color Today Pretty means? Because I think... Okay, so I, my husband and I must have binge watched way too much reality TV because I fell asleep this night and woke up in my dream like a Simon Cowell judge on America's Got Talent type show. <laughs> no joke. And I'm not a Simon Cowell type human, right? Like I like to see the good in people, but I was this nasty, frustrated, boisterous human being on this, um, this judge on this talent competition. And this young boy walked on the stage. He was young and skinny, blonde, haired kid. He was so cute. And I remember him putting his canvas on the easel and making sure it was nice and beautifully straightened and perfect. But the moment that he took the paintbrush to start painting something as his talent, I realized I was going to have to give him bad news that this was not his um, forte. He was going to need to get a day job because this was not going to be it. And I realized quickly that it's a lot easier to judge when you're looking through a TV screen than when you're the one that has to deliver that news, right? So here I am telling him it's a no-go. And I expected him to be on one of the ends of the hot mess express spectrum that I like to call it when you watch a show like that, right? Usually like they're an emotional mess of tears or they're cussing you out. Like it's usually nowhere in between when they get bad news. So I had shared this bad news with this kid. And instead of crying or yelling, he had a smile on his face. And he turned around and picked up his canvas. He walked over to me and he delivered it to me as a gift. And he, all he said was, that's okay. I just want you to color something pretty today. And then I woke up and I went to work mm. and I did everything I was supposed to, but I couldn't shake this dream. And it was about halfway through the day that it hit me. Stephanie, you need to stop focusing on the element of the dream that was you. Like I was so stressed out. What was I trying to judge in life? What what was I weighing the costs and ideas against? No, it's not about you. I mean, most of our life's not about us, right? It's more about what this young boy did and said. And it hit me. It hit me. So many times in life when someone says no, when we hit a hurdle, we stop. We don't go past it. And this young boy not only proved to me, but challenged me to do was to 
allow the frustrations and the hurdles to not stop me, but to propel me. You see, he realized, I always thought there was one way to get from point A to point B, but he proved to me that day in that dream that there's a thousand ways to get from point A to point B. It's not always a straight line. He wasn't going to stop. He was going to be an artist, whether I liked it or not. He was going to though, allow the moment where I told him no to help refine himself and make him better for the next. So I realized at that point that he was not just coloring his day pretty, but he wanted me to color my day pretty. And then he wanted me to go color something pretty, which meant he wanted me to take this new charge I had in my life and help other people realize that they could have, they get to choose how they color their moment. I love that you remembered your dream because gosh, what <laughs> no, right? um, I know, there's, right. There's so much, it, there's so much knowledge that we can gain from paying attention to our dreams. So yes. uh, that's such a testament to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Stephanie, what, where do you see this business going? Where do you feel like you're going to expand next? Oh, great question. Great question. And, you know, I've spent my whole life planning expansion, then I'm at a point where I just allow it to organically happen, which is the most fun, right? I go where people are asking me to go. Um, I had started my business just by blogging and not even knowing where that was going to take me. And the book came out of a request from my followers. Where's the book? I want the book. I want the book. And that's where it, that evolved. Um, that then evolved to when I started to work with my publisher, realizing that there are other authors out there who have a beautiful book and an amazing message, but they don't know how to spread the message. So I was able to take my 15 years of PR marketing experience. And I now collaborate with authors to help them spread the message of their beautiful books. So I really see more expansion in regards to the author building and platform, as well as to company engagement. Um, I've been working with several companies where I'm helping them to evaluate some root issues that they're having with their employees, whether it's stress or culture shifts and everywhere in between. And I'm creating a process where I integrate what I like to call creative engagement to help people find a way to tune out the things that you have to do and start listening to the things that are going to fulfill you. Because at that point, that's when you realize you are the only one that can control your personal fulfillment. So I foresee a lot more growth there. And let's be honest, um, once an author, always an author. It's an addiction. And I tell people, if I'm going to be addicted to something, might as well be addicted okay. to something healthy, yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I see more books in the future. I've actually got two, um, two I'm working on right now. Oh, so exciting. Yes, what, absolutely. Stephanie, what's your favorite way or ways to be selfish? Uh, I love that question. Right. Like you can't be good for somebody else if you're not good for you first. Mm. So um, the play, one, I've got a couple of ways that I like to be um, to be selfish. And it really boils down to I believe that in life we focus a lot on work life balance. We need a and that's beautiful. But what if we did a work mind balance? I like to take a take a pause and realize that um, I need to invest and be selfish with how I, how I see my life. And I do that, um, by being creative. So one of my favorite ways to be selfish is when I know that I'm at a point that, um, that I can't think clearly, I will pause, I will go for a hike and I will take photos. There's something really relaxing for me in being a photographer. So if you, if you ever follow any of my stuff, all the photos and that I use are all personally 
taken by me because it is a creative outlet for me. And it is a way where I will go and hike by myself or with my husband, no kids. Like I need to take off every hat that I wear and I need to be me and be raw and see things in different ways because that will help me find more clarity. And then uh, when you can't take a hike or photos, then I take a bath. <laughs> it's like, that is my place. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'll be in here for 15 minutes. Just give me my 15 minutes. It's knowing my boundaries and knowing how that is really meant to fuel me from the inside out. 100%. I'm with you there. <laughs> is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh, gosh. You know, I've given up the wood could've, could've, should've, maybes. And I've learned to be happy with the me that I am today. So no, I don't, I can't, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's so many things that I could be stronger at. Um, but I, I've tried in this, in my life, especially in the last five to six years to focus on the things that I'm great at and allow my strengths to help me soar. So there are days that I'm sure it's easy to, to fall back into the could'ves and would'ves, but doing more, no, because I think that what I'm supposed to be doing next will show up. I love that answer. Thank Stephanie, you. What's next for you? Well, you know, I've decided three, three kids are enough kids to birth, so I'm just going to keep birthing books. So if I've got three kids, might as well get three books out right so what's next is I've got two more books in queue I'm uh, I'm working on actually a business book which would be really relevant to our entrepreneurs who are listening today and have passion projects that they want to bring to life and then inspiration through the lens of perspective is something I can never neglect and that's another book that I'm working on too so so be looking for more um and in those sense of the words, uh, I, I see more strategic collaborations coming because I think together we can do so much more in the world. So I'll keep working on that and um, definitely digging deeper and deeper into how companies can start to shift and seeing how they support and engage their employees. Because let's be honest, when you work with people who find value in their lives and live a, through a lens of perspective, we all win. I am so glad we got to talk today. I mean, you have just filled me with so much hope and inspiration, and I am so excited to see your two other books come out, and I just know that there are great things ahead for you. So thank you so much for talking to us today, Stephanie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I thoroughly loved it. And I can't wait to see you continue to grow. Um, I love being a part of something where there's kindred souls because we can build each other up and goodness knows we all need it. So thank you for giving me this opportunity, not just to be part of your podcast, but to meet you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.